Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 5th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And if you go to the blog right now, I have posted the match video of Asuka versus James Ellsworth from Tuesday's episode of SmackDown. As you probably already know, it's not much of a match, uh, but that's because they're doing a rematch next week. But really what it is is Ellsworth doing his usual heel shtick, making sexist comments, acting superior, and then running like a coward. And so that's how the match ends, is that uh, Asuka makes one big mistake. She basically chases him around the arena, and they both get counted out. Uh, She does beat him up a little bit, but probably not enough for most fans' taste. Uh, She does an airplane spin where after after she puts him down, he... uh, pretends like he's going to throw up, okay? Asuka, uh, Carmella is at ringside, and she's basically yelling at Ellsworth to stop running, okay? So she doesn't like that either. So uh, after the match, uh, uh, Carmella runs Asuka into the uh, ringside barrier, and then Paige catches up to them and tells Ellsworth that there's going to be a rematch next week, it's going to be a lumberjill match. All the uh, women from the SmackDown roster uh, are going to be surrounding the ring. And of course, not all those women are friendly to Asuka, so I do expect some shenanigans, but I also expect Ellsworth to get his ass kicked next week. Plus, we haven't seen a stipulation for the Extreme Rules match. How about uh, Ellsworth in a cage, suspended over the ring? That's a possibility. So we'll see you here next week for that. Now, a couple of quick WWE notes. Uh, WWE officially announced over the weekend in Japan that Yo Shirai is coming to NXT. Uh, They brought her out to the uh, live crowd, and she uh, went into the ring. She said in her blog that the WWE ring is fluffy. I I guess they're softer than the Japanese rings. Um, So she's going to be on the Mae Young Classic. And uh, uh, anyway, she's like Asuka. Uh, Yo is a top-shelf performer. Uh, I don't see any uh, conflict between the two. They have completely different styles. Uh, Yo does a lot of flying, like moonsaults and suicide dives, all kinds of stuff like that. And she's really good at that stuff. And uh, Asuka doesn't do that kind of stuff. Okay, She does mostly striking and submissions and things like that. So uh, they're, they're both really good at what they do. And, uh, you know, they'll both, fans will love them. Fans already know about Yo. Are they going to keep her name? Well, she owns the name, so I would guess they would keep it. Okay? And, um, of course, uh, Asuka and uh, Yo are old friends going back to the Triple Tales days when they owned their uh, promotion along with Yo's sister, Mio. And that was back around 2010, 2011, that area. Okay. The other uh, uh, WWE news is that Ruby Riot uh, suffered a knee injury in a weekend house show. Uh, Further examination, uh, she has a sprained MCL. Uh, Not known how long long she's going to be out. Depends if she needs surgery. Uh, If she doesn't need surgery, figure on her being out four to six weeks. If she does need surgery, it'll be longer than that. Okay. And there's a fight announcement yesterday. The UFC, Ariel Helwani of ESPN reported that Joanne Calderwood versus Calindra Faria has been added to uh, UFC Fight Night 135, August 25th at Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. This fight will be at flyweight. Uh, and it'll air on Fox Sports 1. 
Uh, of course, Joanne is a very popular fighter from Glasgow, Scotland. She trains at TriStar in Montreal. She is 33 years old with an 11-3 record. Uh, even back in her Invicta days, I thought she was basically a one-dimensional kickboxer. And it's okay to concentrate primarily on what you're good at, which is kickboxing, but she needs to have better takedown defense. I mean, she has no ground game. She doesn't know what she's doing when she gets on the ground, but she also seems to have trouble preventing takedowns. And that's really been her Achilles heel in the... Um, in the UFC. Now, she started out at straw weight. Uh, she, this is going to be a flyweight, which I think is better for her because it's an easier uh, weight cut. Um, I expect her to win this fight because Kalindra Faria is probably the most inept fighter in the UFC. Um, she's uh, 17 and 8. She's from Sao Paulo, Brazil, 31 years old. Uh, I had seen her before the UFC. She was uh, in uh, the WSOF and also KSW. Um, you know, she's 0-2 in the UFC, and her last fight really tells you all you need to know about her. She uh, rocked Jessica I with a first-round head kick, and she should have finished that fight, but she didn't seem to know what to do. And she ended up losing by split decision. So, that, I mean, if you rock somebody and you can't finish, that's pretty adept. So, you know, she'll go 0-3, and then she'll go back to Brazil and hopefully stay there, because she's pretty bad. Okay, let's go to do, do a little bit of uh, Joshi Poresu history time. This is going to be exclusive to the podcast. I'm not writing about this. Um, so have you been watching the Netflix series Glow, which is, I think uh, most fans are aware, is based on the 80s TV show, which was awful. But the, the sitcom, if you want to call it that, is actually pretty good. So season two is out. And I've watched uh, four episodes of season two. And episode four is particularly notable because for the first time, uh, it features uh, Kia Stevens. And most fans are familiar with Kia Stevens as uh, Amazing Kong, or when she was in TNA, Awesome Kong. But, you know, I'm going to talk about Amazing Kong, okay? And uh, Kia did an interview uh, recently that I was reading, and apparently she still doesn't know the genesis of the Amazing Kong name, okay? Um, I guess because she wasn't there. She didn't know about it until she got there, okay? And that all happened before she got there. So the story is like this. She was training at the New Japan Dojo in Santa Monica, California, and she knew that they were interested in her and were likely going to bring her in at some point, but she didn't know when that was going to be. At the same time, Rossi Ogawa was not, not, not only the owner of Arceon, but he was managing AJW because the Matsunaga brothers were having serious financial problems and they had to concentrate on that. So, the genesis of Amazing Kong is that in uh, early 2001, okay, Asia Kong, who was one of the uh, founders of Arceon, uh, she left Arceon uh, basically because she wasn't happy with the direction of the company. She thought it was getting too gimmicky, and that's not how the company was started. It was the, really the downfall of Arceon was when they started doing silly gimmicks. Okay, so um, she left, and the thing was, she uh, basically became a freelancer, but for the most part, she worked for Chigusa Nagayo's uh, Gaia. Okay, at the same time, after she left Arceon, uh, Ogawa continued to advertise that she was on shows even though she didn't work there anymore. So Asia Kong sued him. She sued Ogawa. 
And eventually she won that lawsuit. But at the time, he was really annoyed with her, okay, that he did that, she did that. So later on, we're talking about July of 2002, uh, Manami Toyota left all Japan women for Gaia. So now Ogawa is really pissed off and he wants to have an AJW um, invasion of Gaia. Okay, so what he does is he sends Yumiko Hota to a Gaia show. This was, I think, in uh, late July or early August, something like that. And the purpose of her going there, they don't know she's coming, okay? The purpose of her going there is to challenge Asia Kong to a shoot fight. And they would do it on, a no on the upcoming uh, AJW show in November. Uh, they were saying it was going to be a Veil Tudo match. That was the idea. So that's what she did. She went to the show and she challenged Asia Kong to a shoot fight. Asia didn't want to do it. Okay. Now the thing was, Ogawa and the Matsunaga brothers, they didn't know if Asia was going to do it or not. So they had to have an alternate plan if Asia decided not to do it. And uh, she didn't do it at the time. A couple of years later, she did do it, but by then it didn't mean anything. Okay, so what they did is uh, they held a press conference, okay? And at the press conference, okay, Ogawa was asked if Asia Kong would be on the show and would fight Yumiko Hoda. And what he said was that A. Kong would be on the November show. And that's all he said. He didn't say it was Asia Kong. He didn't say who it was going to be. It turned out to be Kia Stevens as Amazing Kong. So she apparently was, uh, thought maybe it was a uh, racial reference. The Kong was a racial reference. That's what she said in the interview that I saw the other day. But it wasn't. It was really kind of uh, a, a goof on Asia Kong. So they called her Amazing Kong. She made her debut in a November 2002 uh, AJW show teaming with Yumiko Hota against uh, Momo Nakanishi and uh, Karu Ito. So those three carried the match. And it was a cage match too. So you had, the, the, the reason you do a cage match is because you want Momo to fly all over the place. And that's what she did. And so that was her debut in AJW. But I don't think uh, Kia ever really knew what the Amazing Kong name was about, except they were trying to play games with Asia Kong. Okay, and of course later on, later on, uh, uh, Amazing Kong and Asia Kong became very good friends, and they even tagged, were a, were a tag team in the Hustle promotion. So uh, I don't think uh, Asia really took it personally. Uh, she knew it was just business, and of course eventually she won that lawsuit and she got paid by uh, uh, Rossi Ogawa. Okay, so that's the origin of the Amazing Kong name. Okay? Anyways, that's about it for today. Tomorrow we'll be back with a uh, preview of uh, this weekend's UFC women's matches on UFC show, uh, including tomorrow's uh, uh, the Ultimate Fighter 27 finale and uh, Saturday's UFC 226. I'll probably do them both at the same time. Uh, if, uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you want to... Uh, leave a message on the podcast and I can answer you any questions you might have. Uh, there's an audio link to do that and you can do so and I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at 
Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, and iTunes and other services. So again, as I said, we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast to preview the weekend in the UFC. And have a good day. We'll talk to you later.